This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday Rush Hour. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, here with you on WABC. If you want to be part of today's program, all you have to do, dial 800 848 WABC 800-848-9222. It's Mark Stein Day here on WABC. We get a chance to speak with America's undocumented anchorman. That is coming up. Uh, the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, has filed a lawsuit against Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. It is an extraordinary step. And the way that it's being reported in the Democrat mouthpiece, the New York Times, is that it's intended to keep congressional Republicans from interfering in the office's criminal case against former President Donald Trump. Actually, it's a look to investigate the politics behind it and to actually get behind what prompted this decision of the Manhattan District Attorney's office to focus on Donald Trump. They're having hearings in town in New York. <laughs> Dan Goldman is upset about that, the representative for the district in Manhattan that uh, has the Javits Center where the Republicans are going to hold hearings on crime, and he says they're not welcome in New York. Well, we know that. You people, you Democrats, you hate, you hate, you hate. That's all you do is hate. You elected Democrats. I'm not talking about the rank and file. In other news, very quickly, there's a report today from the Center Square. The federal government is borrowing $6 billion per day to pay itself. $6 billion. $6 billion per day is what the United States government is borrowing to keep afloat. Ask yourself one question. How can any nation have fiscal stability if it has to borrow $6 billion per day to keep up with all of its spending? From the entertainment community, Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band guitarist Stephen Van Zant has gone on a rage. 
the 72-year-old guitarist, on Twitter. This is concerning that stupid case that Republicans bought, and I admit it's a stupid case in Tennessee. Stupid because they didn't figure out the votes beforehand. Stupid because they didn't even realize, okay, they could kick the guy out, and Tennessee would just vote him right back in. What can they do about it? It's whole stupid. They should have figured out another way to come across. But anyway, he says it's outrageous. Outrageous doesn't begin to describe the actions of these Republican white supremacists, scumbag cowards, and that need guns to feel like real men. He says Generation Z, Generation Y, and Generation X will unite and exterminate these cockroaches once and for all. So Lee Van, uh, Mr. Van Zant, Stephen Van Zant, is not only calling all Republicans a bunch of, uh, let's see, white supremacist scumbag cowards and things that need guns to make them feel like real men. He's urging a generational war against them for the Generation Z, Y, and X to unite and exterminate them, exterminate these cockroaches once and for all. Let's talk hate speech, shall we? In beer news, the controversy is still raging over Bud Light. Pete Buttigieg's husband has now stepped into the fray. Uh, uh, Mr. Chasen Buttigieg, the husband of Peter Buttigieg, the transportation secretary who can't seem to know his way around anything regarding transportation, says if you're upset about a beer company supporting civil rights, you might want to start bottling your tears. LGBTQ people drink water, too. Going to boycott that next? I don't know, this tweet doesn't even make sense. But that's Mr. Chasen Buttigieg. Now, yesterday we had the soundbite from the uh, leftist young lady that Budweiser hired that came up with this decision to hire this man, Dylan Mulvaney, who poses as a woman. And um, this marketing genius, this young lady, had this to say. Let's listen to what she has to say. Had this to say about her decision to go down this road. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, Mm -hmm. we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. So So Bud Wright had been 
fratty and out of touch humor, and we had to make sure that is that we get in touch. So we used a guy that pretends to be a woman to like educate and elevate and make sure that you know we get rid of the fratty like white people, the fratty white boys that like drink Bud Light. Like wow, this is like great branding. You know, I'm like, I'm a marketing genius. Like, you know, I don't like, like the fratty boys. And the fratty boys that drink this stuff have got to go. Okay, good. There are reports today that Bud Light is taking a bloodbath. As longtime loyal, now I know what I said last week. I was, I was in a rage. I said, I don't care about boycotts, and I really don't. I drink what you want to drink. I could care less. And I really, I don't care. You like Bud Light, drink Bud Light. You don't like Bud Light, don't drink it. You want to, you know, boycott it, fine. You want to shoot up, you go buy beer and shoot it up, fine. But you're fratty people. You know, you just fratty people. Like generation like X, Y, and like Z, we're going to exterminate like all of you like fratty people. James Golden, A.K. Stern, when we get back, Mark Stein joins us on WABC. Make sure you keep it right here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. Yes, my friends. It is the number one frat boy of all time. The fratty one from Canada. Probably sitting up with a truckload of butt light right up oh, in his... Uh, oh, no, <laughs> please. I'm, well, not, okay. I'm not reduced to that. I want you to do the whole show in the voice of the Bud Light marketing executive, because I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I think that's a much better voice than your voice. You should do it in that Bud Light marketing executive voice for the for the full hour. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wish I, could. I wish I could. I mean, I mean, I'm absolutely. I, the, the, the it's the same thing as the Steve Van Zant thing. At a certain point, you have to accept that these people hate you. The, the the people the people who make you you've been drinking Bud Light for years you've been listening to Bruce Springsteen for years these people hate you they want you dead he tells you he tells you uh you, you know uh I uh 
uh, I want to exterminate you. And you think, oh, right. that Steve Van Zandt wants to exterminate me. But I still quite like Bruce Springsteen's version of Santa Claus is coming to town. No, at a certain point, you do, you, which is actually a terrible version of that song. Uh, at a certain point, you have to accept that these people hate you and you need to find some guy in your life, both for popular music and for uh, alcoholic beverages, you have to find some guy who doesn't hate you. That's the minimum you need to ask for. Well, I... <laughs> and by the way, Mark, next time you're in San Francisco, speaking of hate, <laughs> you might have to... You, you might have to find somewhere other than Whole Foods to shop. You know, they opened up a brand new flagship of Whole Foods out there in San Francisco, and they had to close it already. Due to crime, rising yeah. crime. Yeah, it's just, you know, the left is well, coming. The, the city officials, you know, normally the way it works is that Democrats wreck a city, but that they live in sufficiently well-guarded properties that they're not on the receiving end of the pathologies they've loosed. And in the last couple of days, two big-time San Francisco officials have been brutally attacked by the kind right. of crazies they filled the and I, you know, I'm like the average foreigner. I don't know uh, too much about. I can barely tell one of these uh, American cities from another. So I, I did find them through the songs, and I always think of that uh, hippie anthem. If if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Uh, uh, because go to San Francisco because gen you'll find some gentle people there. There are no gentle people in San Francisco. All the gentle people fled, and uh, now there's just uh, crazies on the streets. And it's interesting well, to me. It's so bad that these crazies have run out of regular people to attack, and now it's just actually big-time Democrat Party officials who are left. Well, you know something, speaking of which, the Democrats have chosen Chicago, of all places, <laughs> the, home, the home of the 68 riots, Chicago, yeah. to have their presidential convention in. I yeah. said this was, the announcement was like an alert. Can you imagine in the criminal yeah. circles in Chicago, yeah. it's like, get ready, fresh meat coming to town in 2024. What oh, are they no. going to do? No. Self-Kevlar vest all these people as they go in? No, Joe Biden will think it's the 68 convention. He was actually nominated for president back then. I think he lost on the penultimate ballot. But if you remember, um, Joe Biden, uh, during those 68 riots, took out Corn Pop with his bicycle oh, chain right. uh, just on the th on the on the second day of the convention, he took out uh, Corn Pop, uh, and then he spent the rest of the day uh, sitting on the edge of the hotel swimming pool while all the uh, little kids in the pool played at making his blonde leg hair rise up on it. So, uh, so, uh, so Joe Biden, oh, come on. There's nothing well, there's nothing wrong with asking random children to make your leg hair stand on end. It's not like yeah. the Dalai Lama or anything I'll like do that. You. Ah, so <laughs> the Dalai Lama, come on little boy, suck on my tongue. Really? 
I love that. Have any of those big-time celebrity Buddhists like uh, Richard Gere commented on the Dalai Lama's (laughs) proclivities? Uh, No, I'm I'm a very... Joe Biden, it's like reeling back the years, winding back the clock. In 1968, he was just in his third term in the Senate. Uh, so it's the good times for Joe Biden, and it's it's the perfect place to renominate him for his second or third or fourth term, or however many he's planning on running for. All right. Speaking of Mr. Biden, we've learned that Joe Biden lied. I mean, big surprise. They told us. Remember, Joe Biden stood up there and said, "You know, oh, that terrible thing. These people going down there to raid Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I just found out about it." When my aides told me, I didn't even read it in the paper. Somebody had to tell me about it. And now, now we learn they were in on the, of course yeah. they were in on it. Yeah, they're in on it like they're in on the business uh, in lower Manhattan a week, a week ago. Obviously, you're not going to raid uh, the former president's pad unless you've got the say-so, if not from the alleged current president than from whoever's waggling that moth-eaten sock puppet. Obviously, the White House <laughs> was was in on this. I can't even... Do, do you know, I, I actually think calling America a banana republic is... I, there are self-respecting banana republics out there who are, who are saying, oh, for Pete's sake, uh, this isn't how you do it with the banana republic. Obviously, Il Caudillo signs off on the raid of his political opponent. Are you crazy? Uh, why are you bothering to, why are you bothering with all this flim flam? You could at least put on, you know, the secret police type reflector shades and announce that you've, yeah, I ordered the raid on, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the opponent's pad today. I mean, Obvious. If you don't think that the Mar-a-Lago, the FBI is, I'll make a semi-serious point here. The FBI is a wholly corrupted institution. And the position of Republicans should be that we're going to abolish it and we're going to replace it with something with far more circumscribed powers. Uh, This, this, uh, but the idea that they're not acting at the behest of political masters is completely ridiculous. Merrick Garland, head of the FBI through his uh, <laughs> leadership of the DOJ, yeah. has now been found to have lied, another lie coming out of the Biden administration. He sat up and testified, oh, what are you talking about? We don't send agents of the FBI into the church undercover. <laughs> We don't. We like Catholics. We're not trying to spy on the Catholics or mm. anybody else. Well, turns out, oh, Merrick was lying. You know, this is the one thing. The turtle. I have to, every time I think about Merrick Garland, I have to at least thank the turtle <laughs> for keeping that man off of the Supreme Court. Yeah, no. Here we here we are. They lied, Mark. The government of the United States of America sent in undercover agents yeah. to spy on the church, yeah. the Catholic yeah, no. church. Yeah. I love that. I now assume, by the way, when I go to church, I assume that all the other congregants in there are undercover G-men. That's the best way. You've got to be, have what they call situational awareness, James. When you're in a church service, always assume 
that the rest of the congregation, they're all, some are undercover FBI guys, some will be undercover DEA guys, some will be undercover ATF guys, all staking out each other. Same thing when you go to a school board meeting. Because you know all oh. these people who aren't on board with the uh, drag queen story time or whatever. So you've got to assume now when you go to a school board meeting that half the people there are undercover FBI agents. This is what... This is what a, uh, a once great institution has been reduced to. Um, when you declare, as basically the Democrats have done since January the 6th, you declare that half the population are domestic terrorists. This is what you end up with. So that, oh, wait a minute, there's uh, apparently on Sunday mornings, they all get together in this building and they sing their subversive songs and read their subversive texts. We'd better, we'd better get some people in there. Oh, look! And apparently, uh, once a month they have a little meeting in the school gym where the members of the school board have to face all this pushback from people who aren't on board with the uh, bodily mutila- mutilation of middle schoolers, uh, middle school girls who decide they're boys. We better get some undercover FBI agents in there. We now, it is again, it's full banana republic, except that most banana republics aren't even crazy enough uh, to have their uh, secret policemen infiltrating school board meetings. Something has gone very badly wrong. There's no longer any, do you remember that exchange that Biden had? He was up in Ottawa uh, a week ago, and he met uh, uh, Pierre Polyev, whom none of your audience will have heard of, but he happens to be the leader of the Conservative Party there. And he introduced himself. He said, Mr. President, I'm Pierre Polyev, leader of His Majesty's loyal opposition. And uh, Biden, not being Canadian, goes, uh, loyal opposition? What the hell's that? Well, we're actually seeing that play out now in Washington. You can't. The opposite. The opposition is a concept that Biden and his Democrats do not recognize. Well, let me just ask you this, because this goes to we've had another leak of 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 documents. And right now, the the uh, national security folks are saying, oh, my goodness, you reporters shouldn't be reporting this. I Wait a minute. <laughs> what happened to the hero, uh, Daniel Berrigan? He was a hero. The Pentagon Papers. Oh, yes, yeah. the New York Times could print those. And how dare you criticize it? It's their job to print this sort of stuff when they get it. And then we had Eric Snowden, another hero. Yeah. And then we had the other one. What's his name? He changed his name to a girl's name. The guy that was in the Army. Uh, um, uh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know him. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have um, they uh, signed him up for Bud Light or her up for Bud Light yet? Bradley, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, him. Chelsea Manning. Manning, yeah. Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning. Love Bradley I, Manning. Yeah, I think uh, I think she's on the cover of Playboy this month. Lovely girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, leaking is bad under Joe Biden. Now, when uh, our secrets are out, and by the way, the secrets are showing that some of our trusted allies, like Egypt, are actually working behind our backs. we got to keep this quiet because we don't want to let the West know that we're going to help you out, Russia. And this is all happening under a Biden administration, and no one, there seems to be no sense of outrage about the spying, Mark, about the spying. Well, no, 
You, it's your patriotic duty if you if you tape a call between Trump and the president of, of Ukraine. That's fine. But if you leak anything embarrassing to Democrats, a Julian Assange, whose life has been ruined, and he's an Australian subject of the king, so he owes no loyalty whatsoever to the United States, but he's been sitting in jail because the, he embarrassed the United States by publishing the last big leak of secrets. America has uh, more secrets than anybody, and it has yet it nevertheless manages to have more people with top security clearances than anybody. It has over 5 million people. That's the population of New Zealand or Norway with uh, top secret security clearances. So if obviously, if you have tons of secrets, and you give 5 million people top security security clearances, it's not surprising that every so often all your secrets end up on the front pages. The surprise to me, actually, is that uh, some of America's so-called allies, whether Egypt or New Zealand, put up with this kind of rubbish. There shouldn't be 5 million people with top security clearance. Okay, well, let me ask you another question. Now, you make a great point there. But how about the notion, Mark, that these classified information, all of a sudden we're supposed to be really concerned about these classified documents. Yeah. What happened when the Secretary of State was having classified documents all over her server, stuck in a bathroom somewhere in Colorado and stuck up in White Landia, New York? <laughs> it was yeah. okay. She could just wipe yeah. the server down with the cloth, and who cared whether they were classified or on the laptop of Anthony Weiner? Well, no, um, I love I love the idea of uh, all America's secrets being in a bathroom in Colorado, right? right. I mean, that in itself. I saw whatever it was, Mission Impossible Forty Seven, the one where, in order to bust into the top secret <laughs> computer, Tom Cruise has to suck in all this breath. And he has to swim underwater for like four and a half miles to break into the secure computer where all the secrets are kept. If he wants to get America's secrets, he just has to bust into the septic tank of this apartment in Colorado and uh, crawl up the pipe, uh, you know, whatever it is, 15 yards, and he can get all America's <laughs> secrets there. The fact is... And, and actually, that was, there were, I do believe that every intelligence agency on Earth, friendly or hostile, uh, so whether you're talking about the Germans or the Iranians, I think they were all eavesdropping uh, on, uh, on uh, Hillary Clinton's private server. And that is actually, uh, I've, I've said this uh, before, but I find what was the most striking feature of Benghazi, for example, always has been to me, is that this rinky-dink, ragtag bunch of jihadists knew all the Americans' movements in ad advance. So there were, there were consequences to that, I believe. But, but as the whole basic rule is Democrats can do anything, and, uh, and, it, doesn't, and it doesn't matter, but uh, Republicans, uh, you know, oh, here's, here's the president talking to some guy in Ukraine. Let's tape it. Let's get it out there. Here's the president talking to the prime minister of Australia. Let's put that on the front page of the New York Times. And then suddenly when it's the other way around and it's embarrassing Democrats, then uh, it's a whole other thing. You know, Richard Nixon must be spinning around in the in the They wanted to throw this man out of office and throw him in jail because he had an enemies list. 
That looks so pale to what Democrats are actually doing. Spying on their opponents, spying in ch- on churches, spying on parents that go to school board meetings, uh. false lying to the FISA courts, trying to take out a president, and we get nothing. There is zero. I sound like Bob Dole. No, Where's no. the outrage? Yeah. Where's the outrage? Well, the interesting thing is Biden couldn't even, because when half the American people are your enemies, when people who go to church on a Sunday morning are your enemies, when people who go to school board meetings are your enemies, you can't actually write out an enemies list. Because there's 150 million people on it. <laughs> Can you imagine that? If they, uh, Mr. President, we've, uh, we've actually drawn up your enemies list. Uh, it's blocking out all sunlight for the surrounding three states. The stack of names is that high. I would love it if the Democrats merely hated enough people that you could actually humanly write out on an enemies list. Boy, those were the days. Those were the days. And speaking of the days, we have days coming in July in the fun in the sun in Italy. You know, I'm going to stop when we get to Venice. I'm going to go over to Murano so I can see the, the some glass blowing if, if we have time. But I really want to do that. Tell everybody, Mark, how they can join us this summer, please. Well, we're, we're going on the Mark Stein cruise, and you will be there along with uh, Michelle Bachman, my, uh, one of my all-time favorite presidential candidates, and a lot of other folks. And we sail from Trieste. We're going down the beautiful Adriatic to Croatia, uh, Montenegro. I believe uh, Montene- the Prince of Montenegro, I believe he has an enemies list with, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, just 12 other Montenegrins on it. Uh, but uh, we're, uh, we're going down uh, the Adriatic, Croatia, Montenegro, to the Greek islands, and we will be having a hell of a time. And by the way, there will be no undercover. I can guarantee, it's my personal guarantee to you, it will be one of the very few places where there will be no undercover FBI agents trying to entrap you. Uh, if you're tired of that at church, if you're tired of that at the school board, come on the Mark Stein cruise and get a break for a week from all the uh, undercover FBI guys trying to entrap you everywhere you go. And the website, people can find it. MarkSteinCruise.com. Thank you, Mark Stein. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Always a pleasure, Mark. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Your telephone call is 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This was the number one song. It was back in the 70s. I got to get the exact year I had it in front of me, but I've got so many papers here. The Beatles. Pretty sure it's 1970, actually. 1970, okay. You know, also... At this point in the 60s, they had, this is unbelievable to me, they had 17 singles on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at the same time. 17 different singles. And today, what do we have for music news? We go from that to Steve Van Zant saying that you're that the Republicans are a bunch of cockroaches, white supremacists, that he wants exterminated. 
this is what it's become out there. It's pretty pathetic. Um, now, let's, as I said, that, that vote in Tennessee was just politically stupid. Republicans can do some stupid things, and they did it down there. Um, Nashville has unanimously voted to reinstate the expelled member. And what are they going to do about it now? Vote again to throw him out and then let them reinstate him again and vote again? What are they going to do? It was just politically stupid. There was no way that this could end good. But, you know, Republicans occasionally got to hand it to them, the stupid party, occasionally. We did mention with Mark that the Democrats have chosen Chicago to be the home of the 2024 con- Can you imagine the boom this will be for the criminals there? It's like, wow, we're sick of killing our own. Let's kill some out-of-state people and murder and rob them and do the rest. I mean, this is where Chicago is these days. I wouldn't show up in Chicago for a convention the same way I wouldn't show up in San Francisco for a convention. Democrats are still urging the Chief Justice to probe Clarence Thomas's trips that violated no laws. In fact, there was a big piece, uh, I forget who published it, about how what a big nothing burger this story from Pro Public Hair, Pro Pubica was. But it, was designed, it wasn't a big nothing burger because it did what it was intended to do. It was just more smearing of Justice Thomas, and he has been one of the favorite targets for the left ever since he got onto the Supreme Court. Chuck U. Schumer is going to force the Senate, the United States Senate, to vote on a resolution that would condemn President Donald Trump for his calling to uh, defund the DOJ and FBI. He thinks that will be politically embarrassing to Republicans to make them vote on that. Meanwhile, don't you know, this is a little side number in politics. Dianne Feinstein hasn't been there. She's suffering from the shingles. And there is no word on when she's coming back to the Senate. As a result, a lot of the judicial nominations that Biden had put forth are now stalled. Let's head to the telephone, shall we? Steve, New Jersey, you're up. Hi, Bo Sturdy. Listen, I was a big Steve Van Zant fan and uh, aware of him his whole career, including his uh, big power of movement about don't play Sun City and the apartheid. Well, he supported the Cheneys during the January 6th hearings, yet Dick Cheney actually wanted, um, the, you know, actually supported apartheid. And we missed the fact that uh, he's a hypocrite for uh, supporting one way and not the other. We're both old enough to remember, don't play Sun City. <laughs> All right, of course I remember that. But, you know, look, and, and, and look, I don't care about people's politics when it comes to that. I mean, he's welcome to his politics. He's welcome to think what he wants to think. I just think that the people who lecture us all the time on civility and how we need to have a more civil society, it's just odd, odd, odd 
when they start calling for the extermination of people. I think that's highly irregular. And I wonder, I wonder if any of his sponsors, like the people that endorse him, I wonder if they're aware that he's calling for the extermination of his political enemies. Apparently, it's just, it's just, we have, we have, we're reaching new lows every day. But thank you for the call, uh, Steve. So appreciate it. By the way, I said 17. It was 14. The Beatles had set a new chart record. They had 14 songs. This is 1964. 14 songs on Billboard's Hot 100. Can't Buy Me Love was number one. Can you imagine any artist today? Can you seriously imagine any artist today having 14 songs? Over a tenth of the Billboard Hot, Hot 100 are your songs. I mean, it's amazing. But that shows that it was a testament to where this group, uh, to where the Beatles was, and why they will always be regarded in the upper echelon of our, our nation's and world's music history. It's astounding what they were able to do. WABC, let's gonna take, we're going to take more of your calls when we get back, 800-848-WABC. Going to take plenty of calls. Got a few more little news items for you, too. So just stay there. Don't go away. It's Boston Early's Rush Hour here on Tuesday, on Mark Stein Day. We're coming back right after this. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I mentioned earlier that Representative Dan Goldman, Democrat New York, is slamming Jim Jordan over the hearing that's going to be held in New York next week about public safety. He says Jordan is not welcome in the district. Instead of focusing on improving the lives of the American people, Jordan has decided to come to my district at the behest of Donald Trump to continue to weaponize Congress to obstruct an ongoing non-federal criminal prosecution. If Jordan truly cared about public safety, he'd be having a field hearing in Nashville, Tennessee, or Louisville, Kentucky, where the most recent of the daily mass shootings have killed more innocent Americans. Mr. Go- Mr. Goldman, there have been so many New Yorkers dead over the criminals that you and your party let out to roam the streets. Have you held the mass here? Have you held a hearing here about the results that your so-called progressives have done to New York? What you've done to New Yorkers? How do you care about public safety? Who's the phony here? And as for this political prosecution, this non-federal criminal prosecution, it's a persecution. It's political. We all know that. So stop the phony posturing. And stop pretending that you are the arbiter who cares about public safety because you and your Democrats have done more in New York City to ruin public safety than any other party in political history. You own this. What has happened, this death and destruction that happens almost on a daily basis in New York, and you're quiet about it. You don't apparently care about that at all. 
So don't lecture anybody else. Uh, telephones, let's go back. Frank, Edison, New Jersey, how are you? Hello, Bo, how are you? Good, thank you. I just wanted to make a comment on uh, the Bud Light. I, I think maybe it's time Bud Light reevaluate what formula they're putting in their can or their bottle. Maybe they lost their market share to their competitors. I mean, let's face it. I like to teach the world to sing. Certainly gets everybody's attention with that other brand, but it's the taste that brings people back. So maybe their product's not competing because of the taste. You know, somebody wrote an article about that, that it's not the, 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 the branding, it's the beer was the title of that. I don't drink it, so I don't know um, whether their beer is, is good or not. But, um, I, you know, interesting point that you raised there. I wonder if this marketing gal who doesn't like the fratty boys is going to continue because this is certainly turning out to be a fiasco for them. There was another article, I didn't bother to print it, but some of the distributors are having a hard time, and these distributors say that they depend on sales to feed their families. And they said the, the sales in certain areas in this country are abysmal after this happens. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Pam in central New Jersey. Pam, how are you? Oh, good afternoon. Um, hey, Van Zant. Um, those old fogey Republicans that you want to exterminate. Are you forgetting they're your fan base? But maybe he doesn't care because, you know, they're all old and everything, and their monies have been made. So it's now it's time to diss the fan base. Like a lot of other companies seem to be doing. Just we don't care who our fan base is. Let's just, we, we need new fans. Uh, this is what the, the woman from, from Bud was saying. Yeah, we're tired of these fratty old boys, and we don't like these frat boys too fratty. We need to get some young people. Just totally, disre totally disrespect the people that have built the company, that have built the brand. Just totally disrespect them in favor of uh, what they consider to be the, the new kid, and that's what they do. So you raise a good point. I mean, who sold? You know, I remember back when Bruce Springsteen, remember born in the USA, people going on and on about how he represents the American values and all this stuff. If people knew then the true feelings that people like Mr. Van Zant had that they want to exterminate people. I don't think that, that all of that praise that was, and Bruce Springsteen himself has made some outrageous comments over the years. I don't think that it would be, uh, I don't, I wish that people would just cool down off of some of this anger and this, 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 this hatred that they have for half the country, apparently. Thank you, Pam. I do appreciate the call very much. Frank, Staten Island, New York. How are you, Frank? Hi, how are you doing, James? Okay, so Stephen Van Zandt mentions about the Generation X, Y, and Z, uh, 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 probably about the way that they, that they would vote in the, in the future. I kind of believe it. I think they can be a threat. I think Generations X, Y, and Z, especially Z, where 20% of them self-identify as gay or trans, these are the people that are going to bring socialism to America. In the year 30 to 2032, mark my words, that's when it could happen. That when they Frank, get older. Frank, yeah. socialism is already here in America. That train left the station. Look at what we're dealing with. We are spending $6 billion a day 
we're buying, I'm sorry, borrowing $6 billion a day to pay for endless programs. We have broken borders. We're bringing in people in from all over the world without vetting them and then paying for them to be here in one way or another, even though they are illegal. And we have Democrats saying, well, you know, just treat them like they're legal. Let them vote. Let them participate. If, and, and this is, look, I hate even talking about this stuff because it sounds in a way that I don't like the people. And nothing could be further than the truth. If you go to Mexico as an American citizen, you cannot vote in their elections. Not only that, you can't buy property. Not only that, if they catch you and say, "Get you're in the country illegally, go home and you come back in, the prison term for you is, I think, if memory serves me right, a minimum of 10 years. Your child cannot go to school and have it paid for by the Mexican government. Now, are, are the Mexican people and the, their government being uh, uh, mean-spirited? No. They're protecting their national interest. If you go to almost any country in the world, it's like that. Most countries say, okay, these are the rules to come in. And if you don't follow the rules, you're certainly not going to get any benefits here. But Democrats have turned that all around, and now we can't even enforce our own rules. Then you look at the social spending that goes on in this country. And the social spending that goes on in this country, most of it, if you were to do a fine reading of the United States Constitution, most of that spending could be argued to be unconstitutional, including Obamacare, which went up to the Supreme Court, and then Judge Roberts said, ah, forget, forget what's actually in it. We don't want to hurt Obama, so I'm going to vote another way. Look, the, the, the idea that socialism is coming, to me, socialism is here. The question is, will it gobble up everything? Or will there be enough people that are still resisting the socialism that's here so that we can fight to actually bring back capitalism? in the United States of America. This fight has been engaged by the left since the 1940s. And they have made tremendous inroads. And what do we sit and argue about? Pronouns? Wow. This 2024 election is going to decide a lot, my friends. One of the reasons that Donald Trump is so hated by the left is because he's the only president that we have had in the last few generations that has actually tried, tried to stick up for America, putting America's interest first. And think about how the left reacted to that. They were angry. They called it jingoism and hate to put America's interest first. Anyway, time's up for today. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. God willing, I'll be here tomorrow at 4. Look forward to having you then. Gratitude, love. See you tomorrow. Bye.